right. Uh, hello, everyone listening. This is Puck Stoppers Anonymous. I'm James. We've got Matt and Joe. Uh, introduce yourselves. Joe, you can go first. Okay. My name's Joe. Uh, I play hockey in Utah. Um, I've been playing goalie for two and a half years, and I've been playing hockey for 12. Um, I'm Matt, and I have a problem. It's gear related, I know. and uh, I'm uh, I'm also sometimes known as uh, hockey reviews on Instagram, YouTube, stuff like that. Hockeyreviews.ca. Hi, I'm Matt. There you go. That's, there he is. That's that's it. Uh, and then I'm James. I I have not been playing hockey for a really long time. Uh, say working on three years now, and then. Just do a little practice going from here and there, but I definitely have a gear problem, uh, absurd gear problem. So me and Matt definitely have problems. Joe's working on his problem. He's he's a little bit more responsible, I think. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about some some current topics. We got a few things we'll talk about today. Hopefully some entertaining stuff. But uh, let's get into the thing that's dominating the news right now: the quarantine, COVID nineteen, destroying the dreams of every lover of sports including hockey probably destroying uh the nhl playoffs along with it sadly no one is going to get the lift lord stanley this year uh what do you guys think i am more disappointed sorry joe i'm more disappointed in that my seasons were canceled mid playoffs because i have two sets of pads i wanted to use Well, you're selfish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joel, what do you think? Uh, I have hope. I, I mean, hopefully, think, um, if we can figure out the social distancing thing, then leagues will be back by what mid July, and maybe we can get like the last two rounds of playoffs. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, I was just playing pickups and doing a lot of practicing and skating on my own. Um, but the last time I skated was also the last time I left to go anywhere outside of my house. And that was not this last Tuesday, but the one before that. I'm definitely feeling some withdrawals from lack of ice time. Uh, thankful that I got that last little bit. But yeah, hopefully we can wrap this up somewhere in the summer. Get some folks back on the ice. Get some season started back up. Uh, but yeah, it's had a big impact. Uh, and everybody that's listening... If there is anybody listening, please practice social distancing. Be responsible. It's serious. You know, may not affect you, but it could affect someone that you encounter, and and that's uh, pretty important. So please, please be responsible. Six feet or more. What is it? One point two meters. How many meters? One point six meters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We got the meter conversion over there. So uh, please practice that. Very important. Hopefully, it subsides quickly. Uh, in the meantime, though, we can go ahead and shift some gears. Uh, we'll talk about some stuff that did happen in the NHL uh, right before. Uh, let's talk about that Ayers versus Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, we'll talk about the Sim games. I think the Hurricanes Sim some games. So, Matt, maybe you want to take on that one? Um, th- I, all I knew is that it happened. <laughs> uh, but the, basically, I saw an article. And it was, it was great that um, David Ayers beat the Leafs again, but this way, this time it was in EA Sports NHL 20, 
and I think they simmed 20 games, and he ended up winning 7-5. And he made 75 saves. Unreal. Unreal. So I don't know if they have that on, like, I, I hope they film that somewhere so you could actually watch it, because that would be pretty good. Actually, I'm I'm lying. Watching NHL twenty games that already happened probably aren't that interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know it could be. So the interesting thing uh, pivoting off of that is there have been a few teams that have. I believe the Canadians did one. I think the Ducks did as well. They simmed their regular season games on the day it was scheduled to happen in NHL twenty. Now I actually did tune into one of these. But it only took me five minutes or so before I was like, okay, I'm out. This is uh, interesting for the gimmick, but I could easily just do this on my own console. So I think I'm going to go ahead and skip out. But I think the Coyotes stepped it up even further and had some announcers on one of their sim games. And uh, I think just that part was pretty entertaining in itself. So something to be said for announcing simulated games, but it can only go so far. But it seems like that might be the way sports are going forward because uh, Formula One has picked up on it too. And I know they're doing some sim races now. So we'll see what happens. I think NASCAR's been doing it too. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, what was that guy's name? Harvick? Or maybe someone else? Uh, but yeah, I saw a guy. He showed his NASCAR sim set up at his house. Pretty impressive. The, uh, the Formula One guys have like full-on multi-screens obviously but then they have like their steering wheels are have screens on them and it's like all the same details that their actual formula one car has and it has all the settings on the wheels there mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. a bunch of them are sponsored by the companies or get like demo products that give the feedback like max verstappen and uh lando norris are doing it it's really impressive yeah and uh max verstappen he is uh a well-known, I think, iRacing guy. So he he was doing that when he was younger and dominating people. But it's interesting to see, and it's definitely funny to see uh, them race because you get to see them talk and you really hear everything they say rather than just the little tidbits you hear in a normal F1 race. So it's a little insight into uh, the driver's mentality while racing. <laughs> it's also like all we're, we can do because there's nothing else to... To watch, there's, so it's like, oh, what do we, what do we watch? There's literally nothing else. Uh, I'm waiting for the day when the VR stuff really kicks in. Uh, I feel like that might be the way of the future. Some, some VR sports out there, you know. We'll, we'll see. You guys ever watch that? What was that movie? They, they wrote a book about it. it. Had the VR thing. They were living in some Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. Great book, by the way. If you, if you watch the movie, read the book. The books, the book's pretty good. It's not a hard read. I know some people will down it for that, but uh, I found it to be quite entertaining and extremely nostalgic for anyone that was born in, you know, probably the 70s, 80s, or 90s. Was it? I'm just waiting for the PGA to do some sims. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they could do that really well, too. They have a lot of high-tech golf sims, I believe. Yeah, so that's all I need. And then have uh, our boy Tiger make a resurgence. You know what I really want to see? I want to see Serena Williams play Wii Tennis. Now we're talking. <laughs> that would be entertaining. Just uh, to, <laughs> to see how intense she could be at Wii Tennis. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, let's roll into some other things. So moving on to the topic of 
okay, we're all quarantined. You guys are all locked down, or I know you have, a, what, a stay-at-home, Joe? Is that correct? Yeah, I have a stay-at-home with a that is now has the force of law behind it. Ooh. So it's a Class B misdemeanor and a $1,000 fine. Oh, wow. Serious, then. Uh, so out yeah. here in the Los Angeles area, we received a lockdown from the governor for the entire state. Uh, just after we received a lockdown stay-at-home order from the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti. Uh, so we're locked down. And then they have further restricted recently in L.A. by closing all beaches, all parks, all parking lots for state parks and national parks. Uh, so now you really can't do anything. Uh, there's no bars open. They still have takeout restaurants and grocery stores and other businesses deemed essential. I mean, I don't really know all of them, but uh, yeah, it's getting pretty boring out here, uh, staying inside, but I think we'll manage. What about up north? What are you guys, what's the situation up there? We don't have, um, it's it's kind of weird because we're tied to everything that happens at the border. So we shut flights down, but they wouldn't, and like the border, but they wouldn't do it to Americans. Um, so it's like half measure. Everything we're kind of doing is that we're told to stay home. Not everything is uh, only essential businesses can stay open, but there's a bunch of like leeways to make it essential. So everyone's basically an essential business. By oh, wow. like if you sell a computer, you're an essential business. If you <laughs> like have any food products, you're basically an essential business. So everyone's kind of still well, not everyone, but there's like a lot of stores that really shouldn't be there still open. But I drove, but Timmy's is still open. Oh yeah, right? Tim Hortons, McDonald's, because it's all food. Mm-hmm. So like any anyone that makes food is essential, so they're all open. So like restaurants are technically open, but a lot of the places are doing a good job of like not allowing people to sit down. So it's all like we'll make it. You have to come pick it up type thing. It's a pretty big ghost town when you like. I had to go out to get some stuff yes a couple of days ago, and it was just to- it was pretty empty for what it normally would be. The highways are definitely dead. Like I, my whole business is working from home except for like three people who have to be on site for servers and stuff like that. So it's not quite the measures yet that place. Some places are, um, I don't know if I kind of want it to be that case just so it, we try to like flatten this thing, but I guess we don't have it quite as bad yet. Yeah. And speaking on traffic, if you do get on the highways and freeways in Los Angeles, they are absolutely empty at basically all times of day, even rush hour. It's insane. It's awesome. The sky is much clearer than it normally ever is. The air is much nicer to breathe. I actually, you know, I'm not a weatherman, but you know, the temps have been quite nice hovering around in the upper fifties, low sixties most days. So pretty nice weather for this time of year out here. Um, but uh, hey, so Tim Hortons, I don't know how many people in the U.S. really know what that is, but uh, I guess if you play hockey, you probably heard of it. Uh, it's basically Canada's version of Dunkin' Donuts, I'd say. You think that's fair, Joe? That is probably the most accurate comparison. Yeah. So, But it's better. <laughs> you know, this is where I will argue that it is no longer better. Uh, I Ooh. had Timmy's ooh, back in 2005 up near where Matt lives uh near Welland, Ontario, and then I think I probably had it in Niagara too and areas around there. Um and I thought the coffee was great. And they had the roll up the rim contest at the same time I was there. I was like, wow, this is an awesome idea. Like it's fantastic. But apparently 
they changed their bean manufacturer uh, or supplier at some point, and the coffee doesn't taste the same. Matt, is that true? Do you know if that's true? Because I've heard this, and I've heard that McDonald's was the one who got the bean supplier. So I was too young to drink coffee before it switched, but I don't think Tim Hortons is good anymore anyways. Like the, everything's like muffins are way smaller. They make too much food that used to be very like, uh, like coffee and donut shop type thing, and now it's everything. Mm-hmm. Like they sell poutine now and they sell like everything you can think of. And so it's like, they used to be really good at small things and certain things. And then they tried to like branch out. So I don't even shop there anymore. Like I, I don't like the coffee. The only way you'd have to get like, for me, I'd get dark roast. Cause their plain one is kind of too like water, water down. Good. Yeah. And uh, McDonald's I think is way better, but personal you, preference. You I know it. a lot of people still go there. You heard it. So I'm I'm fairly certain that the bean supplier for McDonald's is the one that Tim Horn to have. I do. Uh, I think Donkey's is better than Timmy's uh, right now. I would not have said that years ago when I first had Timmy's. Uh, but yeah, and this is a a word to all the restaurateurs: keep your menus smaller than larger. Uh, do a few things really well and you'll get lots of customers coming back. But if you try to spread yourself out, then you're going to end up like Denny's or something and not be really good at anything. Uh, okay. So while we're on the topic of food, let's talk about some lockdown diets. Uh, you know what? I'll kick this off. I'll tell you what I, what I've been eating. I'm trying to shed the LBs. So when we do get back on the ice, I get a little extra speed. You know, got to get a little faster because my my fat butt is slowing me down big time. Uh, so basically, I've been doing a pizza a day. I've been making my own dough, making my own sauce. And uh, if I can get some milk, I'm going to make my own cheese, too. And I'll tell you what, I've been uh, I've been shedding the LBs. I've lost about uh, about 10 pounds in the, you know, the last month or so of making a ton of pizza because i've been on lockdown maybe a little bit longer but i was going out every now and then um anyway so i would say if you're doing that if you're stuck at home go go look through your pantry see what you have you have things like rice pasta flour you can do a lot with that at a base and just build off of that you know add a protein of some sort add a vegetable and then you've got a healthy meal and you probably won't have to worry about getting takeout or all that stuff if you want to be healthy. If you want to get takeout, go ahead. Not my, not my problem. What are you guys eating? What? How are you doing, Matt? Um, everything. I don't know. Mike, I I don't cook because I'm a horrible person, and, <laughs> and the most I can really cook is like craft dinner, which isn't really cooking. Do so you luckily, get ketchup on your craft? Not you, no. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, so, so luckily, um, my girlfriend makes most of the food, if not all the food. And uh, I just accept whatever she makes me. And I'm very grateful for it. But we we bought like a ton of pasta and like stuff that wouldn't go bad type thing. So we're trying to just uh, slowly go through that. What about you, Joe? Well, I've been thinking, I think I've been on vacation the last couple of weeks. I did steaks the other night. Those were pretty good. Oh, sounds um, excellent. Got mine to a nice rare. Ooh, it was good. Um, but then I also have a little hack where if you buy the jarred pasta sauce that's been pre-made, 
if you saute up some mushrooms and add that to the sauce, it just kicks it up a notch. Very nice. Very nice. So, so yeah, so pastas, because they're easy. Um, I do cereal in the morning. Sometimes I do green shakes. Oh, ooh, very healthy. Very healthy. Green shakes are always good. Have you ever done the frozen spinach instead of like fresh? Uh, no, I have not. So, I only use fresh. So take like the baby spinach, you know, the big things. You know how they go bad really yeah. quick? Eat them up really right. fast. So what I do is I freeze the, the fresh baby spinach as soon as I get home. And then I use that for my smoothie. So it's a little colder. Ooh, that's a good idea. I'll have to try that next yeah. time. And for anybody who wants like a quick bang pizza sauce, San Marzano tomatoes. Get a can of those, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of oregano, Few cloves of garlic, uh, some red pepper if you like it spicy. Mix that up in a blender real quick. Obviously, drain out the tomatoes, strain them, and then pour them in the blender. Put all that in there, blend it up, and you've got a nice cold sauce uh, that's ready to go whenever you want. And it'll be delicious. And you can spice that to whatever you want to do. A little salt, too. Don't forget the salt. Uh, but do it to whatever you like, and uh, you'll have something really easy and quick, and it should last you for probably a few days. Uh, okay, let's switch into some hockey talk, though. Uh, let's talk about Matt's goalie gear obsession and what he's been up to. I know I've seen some reviews lately. I, I you know, I'm, I'm a little mind boggled. Well, tell us about it. So, I for the first time in my in a long time, I have. My house is like over flooding with chest protectors. Um, and just to give a, a background, uh, before I did a 2X Pro a few months ago, and I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, but before that, the last thing I bought was a brown like five years ago or six years ago. I think five. And then the unit before that was like a Coho 700. So I don't buy this stuff a lot. And then for some reason, everything just kind of flooded onto myself when this pandemic thing happened. Um, so a few days ago, and if you haven't checked out my Instagram, you should, cause there's a really creepy picture of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this, but so yeah, I don't want to yeah, put my I face did. in my face in photos because my whole point was, um, the reviews aren't about me. It's about what I'm like, the stuff I'm talking about. So I don't want to be like the person. That's why it wasn't like my name. And then to do with anything, it's just hockey reviews. <laughs> Um, so I, uh, when it's hard to get your face out of photos for chest protectors. So originally someone came up with a good idea on the hockey players discord to use Vasilevsky's uh, face. Cause he'd make some evidently really goofy faces. So I did that. That was a huge hit. And then my girlfriend and I were watching the bachelor and there's this weird puppet in one of the seasons that keeps coming on like every episode. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And someone has it as their, uh, Twitter, like Twitter logo and it's just I thought it was just some like weird Photoshop of themselves and I found out that it was this doll so I put it on these these ones and I'm not getting good feedback on it and everyone thinks it's really creepy so I got to stop that for the next one but uh so I have the optic 2 and then I have the Kineski Pro 1 and which is the Ducks one which people might have seen because that's got pretty big wherever I posted it and then I have another one I can't talk about yet but that's a tease for the future. All I'll say is that it's gray and that's it. <laughs> but for some okay. reason with this pandemic, everything kind of just fell down on it. And I have like all this stuff to wear and to kind of check out and compare. 
Um, and usually I don't buy them because I'm really like the brown was is and was so good for me. But uh, I had I, the few that I saw, I was kind of impressed with, so I wanted to grab them and take a look. And the Kineski, I was impressed enough that I bought a custom set that took way too long to make, but that's that happens. So I have to ask Matt between the Optic 2 and the Kineski, which is your favorite? I haven't even put the Kineski on yet because okay. Uh, it, I put it in quarantine. So uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> you self-isolated for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, well, no, it, I think it's like a day or two days for... Yeah, like, yeah something like that, yeah. So I threw okay. it in, like, a, I threw it in a shower that we don't use. Um, so I think it's it's good now. I'll put it on tonight. But from... The, they're different, right? It's a different idea of what they're trying to do. Right. The thing with any retail chess is it has to and this is kind of my problem with like retail gear in general whenever something's on the shelf it has to appeal to someone when they like put it on right away or pick it up and there can't be because people have really like they don't want to kind of grow into things they kind of want it and they want to like it off the first like your first impression where a lot of people their first impression of gear matters for me it doesn't like you have to i'd rather wear it and to kind of get used to it rather than just like looking at it really quick. Like that's why like Warrior went with really soft broken in gloves for their player stuff. And it was like their protection dropped massive on it. But the whole thing was people will put them on and just love them. And it was true. People put them on. They're like, oh, these are so great. And then anyone who took a closer look was like, wow, I'll break my finger in this easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like kind of the difference between the Kineski and the Brown too. Like Kineski and Brown are on a different level compared to the Optic because the Optic is way lighter. And I'm not, I don't think that's the version the pros are getting because um, like a bunch of it could be way thicker without affecting how it feels, but the weight would be different. And it's so much lighter than the other ones. Like the 2X Pro I had was really light too. And because they use those like less dense foam and get lighter without plastics, it definitely feels better off the shelf and like your mobility is probably a bit better. But longevity is going to be worse. And like for me, I I play against guys who can shoot, and uh, so I make sure my stuff is up there. Like one of my teammates hurt three goalies this year, and like legitimately after they stopped it or hit it, like they were on the ground for like a while. And he came up to me at, after one of them and was like, how come you never do that? Like, I take slap shots on you and warm-ups and stuff, and I, like, play against you. Why don't you ever do that? And I'm like, because I spend, like, a grand on my chest protector. Theirs is, like, seven years old and was, like, 100 bucks somewhere. So, and that's, like, because people buy stuff you use. And I don't, like, worry about that. But when I buy stuff, I buy stuff for, like, I'll know, I'll generally know I'll be protected on it. And so that's why I will go for, like, heavier things like the brown. But it, it's hard to compare something that's made for you, custom, that's also made for NHL players. And I got a bunch of NHL specs on the Kineski um, and something that you pull off a shelf like the Optic because it's the, the I, like market's kind of two different things there. And a lot of people will tell me, sorry, this is a long rant, but a lot of people will tell me like, I'll, I'll say, they'll say, oh, the 2X Pro is the best chest I've ever worn. I'm like, well, that's, that's great. Like I was getting bruises in middle level barely. Like I wouldn't even wear it for my top level because I know like that's not gonna be enough. And I'm I'm playing five times a week and I'm working the day after. I don't wanna feel that. And it won't last that long either. And the guys are like, oh, well, I play uh I play high school and I play against college kids and stick and puck. It's a great, 
college kids in Stick and Puck aren't shooting slap shots at you, like full bore, trying to score and trying to blow the puck past you. So I don't really care what, what you're getting at high school. I'm playing against men who can drill it. So I, I kind of know what I need. And so that's like, but that again, the 2X Pro and like the Optic would be perfect for someone who doesn't play like quite that high level. And like the one tier below, they'd be great. But the guys who are shooting, like I kind of have to take it to another thing. And that's why, like I said, the Optic is the best, like my choice off the shelf. And it is because it's like the closest to what I would want. But if I ordered Optic, I'd go with a bunch of other stuff and I'd beef it. But it's it's pretty nice. So that long winded rant and comment is basically, I will like the Kineski more than I like the Optic because it's just built more and it's heavier and it's like beefier because I know that's what I'll have to face. Like that will be better for me. Sorry for that okay. long answer. Oh, no worries. And then are the prices comfortable? Um, mine. So Kineski is 700 and the, Ryan's is six seventy, I think. Okay, so just about. Yeah, just about. Very close. Yeah, but the the, the problem with uh, when you go to Kineski though is that it's it's built for you, right? So you can't just order it and it'll be shipped to you. Right. That's kind of like the wait time. Why we tell yeah. people to buy Protect Sport masks because they're a really good deal, but it takes like fifty weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like er. that is that is the exact reason why I ended up going with an odd quicker yeah um yeah and that's just like that's kind of the problem with one of the smaller manufacturers that does custom stuff right some of them like they're they don't have the ability to crank stuff out in two weeks brown on the other hand when i bought my brown it was seven days wow that's so impressive that's a, it was how seven much days was the brown to my door the brown cost me 980 dollars after tax Ooh. that's a lot of tax too and that's in canada yeah. and i got like I got a couple options on it that were more expensive, but I got like the pro beef. It's called the Russian spec. So it was NHL legal before for Bobrovsky. But um, nice. that's a 10 pound chest when I wear it, 9.6 or something. So, or 9.4. Hey, I don't even know how much mine weighs. I, uh, that is thick. I am a bargain bin goalie gear buyer. Have you guys heard of my, uh, my goalie gear story? <laughs> Uh, for some reason, all I can imagine is like Bowers street hockey chest protector. No, not quite. So I am a man of frugality and I love a sale. So my journey started when I found some not great. What was it? Was it the Vaughn GX2 skates? They were on like pro stock hockey for a hundred bucks. I think you could still get them there. Brand new. I was like, okay, I'll try this. And then, uh, you know, I put on someone else's gear for my first go around it felt terrible. And I was like, okay, if I'm really ever going to like try this, I need to get some of my own gear. But I told myself I wasn't going to spend a lot of money on anything. So I said, okay, what's the cheapest I can do this? First off, uh, I think I spent oh, the most on uh, the Otney mask. And it was like north of 500. It's like, you know, the head's pretty important. I'll spend the money on that. But I went to the Ducks equipment sale. Found myself a $100 used CCM Premier Pro chest protector. That's been working out okay. Let me tell you though, it smelled terrible. Like really, really bad. It took me, I don't know how many washes to get that stink out. NHL level stink. And then uh, I you know, waited around for some sales. I think I actually got a pair of AS1 skates for a buck fifty. 
So 150 bucks US. The pads were some beat up KHL Pro Stock, Reebok XLT, what Premiers? Is that right? I think that's right. And then found some Warrior Blocker on sale for about a hundred or something. A sixty dollar glove. Uh, the CCM Premier Pro pants. I think I got those for like a buck fifty. And then a couple of the other things. I did the 1X knee pads that Matt loves. <laughs> and, hey, uh, hey, I recommend things. And they usually they're work. They're good. I beast mine up with some wrestling pads that had pour on. And it's been working out great for me since. My knees don't hurt anymore. Um, uh, but yeah. So, I mean, I think I ended up all said well under. I think I was about 1200 bucks or something. For everything, all in, stick, pads, everything, and a lot of it at pretty, pretty high end level protection, uh, at least for what I do, which is mainly just do practice or occasional pickups against guys when the other goalies don't show up, and I feel like I want a goalie, and uh, the sub game from time to time. So I'm not going up against the type of shots that Matt's facing, so I don't really have to deal with that. But we do have one guy at pickup who will fire ballistic missiles at you and it is very very scary and a lot of times i just want to get out of the way <laughs> what one thing i want to uh mention is when we the problem with me being in canada our prices are different so your 1200 dollars is like 1800 dollars here so if people are listening to us and they say like oh he spent 900 dollars on a chest it's really like what 650 yours or like yeah somewhere yeah. around there so just just a FYI to anyone if some if people actually listen to this that uh there's a slight difference there so when I'm talking I'm talking out of from the northern part of North America compared to the year more non-monopoly money currency you yeah. guys have. And you know the other thing the reason why I went over the gear list that I just did and how you can uh, is that you don't really have to sacrifice protection uh you know to save some money most of the time if you're patient and you have the time if you just have to be a goalie right now then yeah you're gonna have to spend money but if you can wait because i think it took me about three or four months to kind of get everything together uh, and a lot of that time was waiting for the mask because i did a few custom options on that uh, you can you can get the price within reason if you shop around and you're okay and not being too picky about what you want uh, and I would say if you're starting out, it's probably best to not be too terribly picky because you're probably going to change what you want later anyway. And go used. Look used yeah, if you're yeah. starting out. Yep, I know that's what, what I, I did. want. And I like to try new things. You don't have to buy new things at all. It won't. Generally, it won't make you that much better. Um, sliding helps sometimes, but try go used first. That's my always go-to. I would definitely agree on the sliding bit because my pads suck at sliding. <laughs> they go nowhere almost. Very, very hard to slide in my pads. Um, all right. What other things we need to talk about? Um, let's talk about uh, Joe's terrible 10-1 beer league loss. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that was bad. Um, first, it was the games were like a comedy of errors. Um, nothing would go well. Bounces were bad. The passes would constantly be missed. And then I'm pretty sure the other team would spend probably two and a half, three minutes in the zone every possession. Oh. It was bad. And I did not come out feeling good. Ooh. That was rough. Tough loss there. 
tough loss. Is that your worst loss by far? Oh, by far. I think before that, um, my worst one had been 7-1 or 7-2, or I think. So it was by far the most goals that have ever been scored on me. So going off of that, I also had a 10, 10 game or 10 point game against me, 10 goals. But it was my very first game as goalie in a in a buddy's pads who his stuff was too small for me. I had no idea what I was doing. I don't even think I had actually skated in my goalie skates at that point. I had sharpened them and that's about it. So I was very, very green. They lit me up for I think Oh geez, I think they lit me up for four and four in the first two. And then I let in two more in the last. It was bad. It was a bloodbath. Not bad. Yeah. So oh, it ended up ten two. You improved. Yeah. Oh well, I, I did get better. So my the last game, the last league game I played, I did win. It was uh a three two shootout win. So ended up okay. I can't blame you for that. Your first time. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. I I felt good. You know, the thing is, though, I felt good in the third period. I felt sorry to like I was getting comfortable. But I'll tell you what, the mask did not fit me very well. It was like bouncing all over the place. I was having trouble seeing. It was a tough time for sure. Uh, I've learned a lot since then. So I think uh, I've improved significantly, although I could get a lot better if I spent more time doing it as I normally play out. But I play a lot of defense. And I'm not afraid of getting in front because uh, where Matt has a ton of goalie gear, and I know he has a good amount of player gear too, I have a lot of player gear. So if we ever want to talk protective on that end, we can do that as well. Uh, one thing, gotta... I want to yeah, add something to this. So I have a guy who keeps chirping me on my Instagram that used to be on our team but quit our team. To... Is it me? No. It's not you me. Don't... I, I appreciate that. This guy, This guy quit our team. Um, because he wasn't invited to a Bills game. And I wasn't either. Half the team wasn't invited, but he was upset he wasn't invited to it. So he quit our team to go to a different team. And then that team lit us up. I think it was like eight goals against. In the last one, I wasn't really paying attention because the team they kind of stopped playing. It was eight nothing. And a guy shot it from like the corner of the ice, and it just hit my stick and went in. I'm like, oh. So he keeps chirping me and like, hey, when's that video coming out? Are you too afraid to put up the video? It's like, man, I'm like... I'm editing stuff from like mid January right now and it's the end of March. So I'm like, come on, like, I'll get to it. I don't really care that much. This doesn't mean as much as it means to you, but I, it's going to go there. Like I film my stuff. Even when I get lit up, it's going to go out there. I'm not that big of a baby. So but I've been there. I understand the, the bad light up lit up goals and games where it's like, uh, can we just end this? And then no one starts trying after like so long and it's just useless because everyone's just skating around. It's like, why are we even here? You know, that's something that really, really bothers me. By all means, if you're there to play, especially if you're paying to be there, just play, man. Like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're really losing because at the end of the day, there's going to be a new season over and over and over again. And you get to try again at winning. But you shouldn't just give up on the game because you're getting dummied. Just keep on playing. Work on a skill or something. You know, you get blown up. We'll work on something that you know you're screwing up in that game and try to fix it. Switch it to a practice mode where you're trying to work on a specific skill to get a little better at the game instead of just skating around like a public skate, letting them just walk you and 
tear up your goalie. Doesn't really help the goalie when you just sit there and stare as the guy goes flying past you for the twentieth time. There was one team no, that we like every team dominated. I don't. I think they won one game all year. I don't know how they won that one. I played out. So the first game I had like two shots against. The second game I played out, and it was a plus six. And the third game. Uh, and a guy who's never played really goalie went in that, and I think he let in like five goals for us, but we won like 11. No, it was like 11 6 or something. And the fourth game, I played for them. And like, there's why are you guys there? So I, they needed a sub because I know their goalie. So they need a sub. And I had, uh, I was wearing SLR2s at the time. And it was like when I was demoing them. So I was like, I'll take every ice time I can get. So I went out with them. And then the other team scored like four goals in like maybe six minutes. Because it was everything was like backdoor and just like, the, the the difference in players' skill was pretty ridiculous. So then they just stopped playing and just screwed around and passed the puck around. And I was like, "Why am I even here? Like, why are you guys even here? What's the point of this? That those suck. I hate those. Just shoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just shoot. Honestly, that is a, a very effective tactic, particularly in beer league. Shoot the puck on the net, and then someone gets there and cleans it up. You know, it's like a good chunk of goals will go in that way. Uh, and if you have a team that you've been playing with along, work on some simple system. Take the puck behind the net, set a guy up back door, one high slot, pass the high slot, back door, and you're going to score a lot of goals that way. Guaranteed. Easy system. Anybody can do it. That doesn't even take a lot of practice. You just have to write it down And for the people who don't understand it conceptually. And, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'll do that. Not that hard. As you get in the higher ones, or, yeah, it probably won't work anymore. But lower level to mid level, easy, easy goals all day long. Hey, uh, unless Matt's in net. If Matt's in net, just shoot it on net and it'll deflect. Yeah, dick. it'll just deflect in. Pretty much. <laughs> Joe, you're gonna talk about your JRZ gear. I want to hear about that. Ooh, where should I start? Oh yeah, give me somewhere to start, guys. So uh, here, I I got this because I put it out there. Um, what? Okay, what were you coming from? What do you have now? From us. What's the Ooh. what do you feel the differences between the two? What did you like better of one compared to the other? Okay, so I had a set of Passaus and then I had tried the JRZs. And I think the biggest immediate difference was stiffness of pad. Um the Passaus were very soft coming out of the box. Um, especially at the brakes, um, where you would expect traditional a below knee and an above knee break. Um, the face of the pad was hard. I found the rebounds to be adequate. It wouldn't drop dead in front of you. You could get it out a decent way. Um, but the rebounds now are much better. Um, also the sliding area. I just don't think anything can really compare from my experience to the sliding area on JRZ pads. Um, what do you mean by that? Uh, the sliding area is a lot stiffer, um, especially on the medial side of the pad itself, and then the calf landing area. It's a lot more stiff and a lot more stable when you're down in butterfly. And then I think build quality, they just don't feel as cheap. Like it's, It almost seems like Passau cuts some corners in terms of production to keep costs down, which they do. Their costs are very, very reasonable, especially now with some of the coronavirus deals that have been going on um but they definitely feel cheap so you're not just saying this because i'm on this right 
No, I'm not. Okay. I'm saying this as someone who has who has played in them in I think now an adequate amount of time in both sets of pads. So how many re- how many games have you played in the Passos? Uh oh, Passau, um because so two seasons ago, I probably played upwards of eighty games. And so those ones had probably a hundred games on them. And then the JRZs have twelve. And I think it's been enough to I know my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So the definitely. reason I brought that up, sorry to cut you off. Um, so one of the things I, when I wore the pass out, I said the calf was the calf, what like kind of wing was way too soft. And, and cause it's not a hard piece of foam there. It's like, it's really soft. And I felt that whenever I moved my leg kind of, or shift my weight backwards, I would feel that moving and it wouldn't hold you up. And I said that and their response was, no, we built it this way because people have given us quality feedback and positive feedback about this and wanted it like that. And I'm like, it would also (sighs) result in some pretty premature wear on the knee block. I I found Um, because your knee would move around a lot whenever you would shift weight. Okay. And the knee block on the JRZ is a lot stiffer and it just seems to be made out of better quality material. That's my one complaint about the JRZ is the knee block's too big. It's just, oh, it's massive. Yeah. It is enormous. It, it gets in the yeah. way when you're trying to walk, which doesn't really matter. But it also gets in the way when like, I'm trying to skate out of the net because it, yep. it's just too big. It does. So it, needs, it really needs to go down to the NHL spec because I feel like that size is like the perfect size. But yeah, that's, it's massive. But I'm glad yeah, you're liking I mean, them. I, like I think mine. my only complaint is, and I was advised against it, but I got the practice palm in my glove. It's just now starting to break in. Yeah, where my pro palm was pretty well good to go right away. Yeah, but I don't feel any shots in it. I actually have a hard time of, unless like I track the puck really well and seeing it go into my glove, like I can't tell by feel if it actually went in. Ah. Uh. Now, do you like that as a, is that a more of a benefit or, or not? <laughs> I think it's a little detrimental to like my, the glove part of my game. I can't close it as quickly to um, clamp down on rebounds or pop outs or anything as quick. Um, but I'm definitely a lot less afraid of higher level shots than I was from the Passau glove. Cause that one was, it was thin. Mm-hmm. So my my comment on that the best glove I ever worn for catching is a Kineski's. Um It's similar to a fit, Vaughn fifty five hundred. I caught amazing with it. I'm, I think I have like three more videos until I get to those videos. I played back to back games, and I, I've never caught more pucks in the, like ever than I did with with this one. It was weird, um, but I would start feeling pucks on it. So to the point where I was like, okay, if this hits me in the palm, it's gonna hurt. Um, so I definitely order gloves that are too stiff. But I do that because I don't want to have to worry about that. So when a guy winds up, I don't want to fear about, okay, how is this going to feel? Um, and at the same time, uh, there's certain gloves that are really good with the pro palms that like I can still close it really well. Like Brian's does an amazing job with their gloves where they close really well with the pro and I have no issues. Like I don't, when I wear my Brian's gloves, I don't think, oh, I would have caught that with something else. Um, cause they, they move well enough, but like there is some, the JRZ is a bit stiffer than like the, the demo one I used. And I can definitely tell sometimes when I try to close it, it just doesn't seal as well. Same with the, 
the Bauer, like Vapor 2X Pro, it's a bit, it's stiffer than like the normal one. I just can't catch that period, but I definitely can tell when it's stiffer, it's harder to catch. But at the same time, I'm not worried if someone's in the slot and winding up. I'm like, do I put my hand in front of this or do I really care? Exactly. Yeah. I played with um, a drop in and a junior A kid came. And every now and then he'd have a couple of good clappers from the high slot. And I never was afraid. I was like, I got this. I'll be fine. Yeah, that's the important part for me. Thank you for the info on the JRZ stuff, Joe. I like talking to people who have similar or view similar stuff to me so I can kind of compare my thoughts on things to what they think. I can bounce ideas back and forth. Yeah, and I I think that was a more than adequate time to give an assessment on that Passau gear. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that's something that people are interested in hearing about is uh, that long-term durability, quality testing sort of things. I think that's always important when people want to make a decision about buying a piece of gear. All right, boys. Uh, let's see. We've got a few other things we could talk about or we can wrap it up for today. Uh, we're at about 45 minutes. What do you guys think? Um, your call. Uh, let's wrap it up. We're gonna come back. What in like another two weeks or so? Bring them back another episode. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. So we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Then uh, we're gonna try to find some interesting hockey stuff to talk about next episode. I will be talking about some home workouts that you can do. Uh, some things with like around the house. Uh, if you don't have weights, uh, some body weight stuff. If you have resistance bands, I'll tell you a couple things you can do with those. Uh, and then, of course, we can go over some hockey-specific stuff uh, for you players out there. And then I'll let uh, Joe and Matt come up with some ideas for goalie things, if they can think about things that they would do at home if they actually wanted to practice at home. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some other things. We're also going to talk about uh, women's hockey next episode. Dive a little bit into that. Get some thoughts on that. Very controversial topic. Uh, so it should be an interesting conversation. And then uh, we got some funny stories from just life in general that we can discuss as well. So thanks everyone who does tune in for this inaugural episode. Uh, stay with us. We'll have more info. And hopefully whenever we get hockey back, we'll have a lot more content to go over. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And see you next time.